to this October episode of The Great British Mickey Waffle. I am Peter, and I will be your host. <coughs> and with me are several of my fellow wafflers. We have Ben and Becca, Sammy, John, Claire, and how could I forget, Jill. Hi, guys. Hi. Hello. Hello. Glad to see you all. October in the parks means Halloween, and we have some suitably spooky subjects to cover in this show. John will take us to a place where hinges creak and doorless chambers. Lloyd reminisces about some nights of horror. We take a look at how the nightmare that has been 2020 has affected the celebrations in the parks, and Ben has a knockout quiz of a villainous nature. But first, it's time for us to ride the carousel of questions. Going for a spin this time is Dougie from Waltergrams. He is Scottish and is part of Saturday Night Discussion, which some of our wafflers have taken part in. So, over to you, Dougie. Question one, favourite park? Uh, I'm going to have to go, like, the, the cliche answer and give Magic Kingdom. It's got... Stuff like Haunted Mansion, Pirates of the Caribbean, and I'm a, I'm a sucker for that kind of thing. Let's go with the classics. Even uh, Tiki Room, I'll sit and just watch that for as many shows as they'll let me. Although I don't think I'm allowed to like that anymore. So. I've never actually seen it. No, it's true. Okay. Question two, ride that you hate. Oh, very easy. It's a small world. Oh, uh, we, we all I... seem to agree on that one. I would have it burned to the ground and I would stand and laugh while it happened. Oh, it's just the worst thing ever. Have you ever broken down on it? No, because I refuse to go on it anymore. So you play the average. It'll never happen because I'll never go on it again. Yeah, we went on it one our first time in Disneyland Paris and we were on it for 45 minutes. Oh, no. I mean, I've never done the Paris one. But it it tricks you because I was waiting for friends outside it and they have nonsense that happens outside it as well. You're not safe from it. It's, it's coming for you. You can still hear the music just as far. You can't get away uh, from it. No, it's inescapable. It's a nightmare. Never, it's never going to end. Question three. Most overrated snack? Oh, Dole Whip. It's disgusting. It is vile. I don't understand pineapple as a thing that people eat. I think it's stupid. Unless it's covered in chocolate, keep it away from me. Dark, dull whip. Chocolate improves everything. Yeah, right, but I see. don't think chocolate can improve pineapple. No, you're not a fan oh, of pineapple. I hate pineapple. No, I hate pineapple, but that, was, that chocolate-covered pineapple at the bakeries, oh, boy, what a thing. But you can't taste the pineapple, so that's the, that's the trick. Okay, favourite transportation mode in Walt Disney World? Oh, the Skyliner. It's so good. It's ridiculous. If they just had that going everywhere, it would be perfect. Just replace um, the monorail, get rid of the buses, just have that everywhere. Uh, there's no need for anything else. It's perfect. And it's so efficient and quick. And oh, I mean, I was the first time I got on, I was terrified and was convinced I was going to die. But after that first ride, I was, I was absolutely sold on it. It's so good. Question five. Favourite table service restaurant? Oh... Um, oh well, but also that. Oh, I'm just going to go with Ohana. Anything that has people just bringing me big sticks of meat gets gets my vote. That's that. Uh, what else do I want? 
and we've not done Ohana, so I can't really say much. It's uh. always been on the list, but never actually oh, yeah, got around to. They just come from a massive skewer of, I think it's beef, chicken and shrimp. Like, how much do you want? You go, all of it, mate. Let's not play <laughs> games. And then yeah. they give it to you. Oh, and brilliant. then they'll bring you more. Oh. That sounds heaven. We should try it. Yeah. It's, just, it's probably like the buffets now where they just bring you stuff because can't, you can't go and get it anymore. I'm not wasting my time at a buffet if I can't go up and destroy it. <laughs> um, that should bring you just loads of plates of food. Um, okay, question six. Resort you haven't stayed at but want to more than anything else on earth? I don't I don't really have one uh, because uh, I've kind of stayed at the resorts I want to stay at. Um, I, I would pick the contemporary... Content, I can't say that word. But that one, you know what I mean. Uh just to finish the monorail line. That's the kind of thing that pleases me. Oh, I've done the monorails and that's but I don't I don't particularly care. Yeah, so uh, you, you own you own your points at Polly, don't you? Yes, yeah. Although I rarely stay there. Um but ah, oh, it's uh, I'd like to finish the monorail line just for because I'm a weird completist. Yeah, we've only done the Dunbay Lake Tower on the monorail line. And Polly. And Polly. Yeah. That's a good point. We've done Polly as well. Just so we need to stay at ground. Uh, like, I would never... I only paid the money to stay at the Grand because it was a special occasion. And then we got an upgrade and it was amazing. But I, don't, I wouldn't say it's worth the money. No. <laughs> Nothing to do with anything, but I wouldn't say it's... I remember but, the first time we walked into the Grand, it was like, oh, I felt really out of place. Oh, I mean, look, I'm scum. I don't belong <laughs> in the Grand Floridian. <laughs> Question seven. Favourite car park? I don't drive over there, so I've got no idea. I hate driving here. I'd be scared to drive there with their weird rules. Like you can turn is it you can turn right on a red light? Yeah, right on a red light. Yeah, we've not driven either, so it's like we're going to or I'm going to. You're going to. I haven't got a license. That's a good point. You're probably as skilled as I am as driving in Florida. But yeah, it just all confuses me like when you stop when there's like a school bus. And so much other stuff you've got to think about. That's so you don't run over the kiddies. Yeah, I know, but I don't know. You're not you're not allowed to run over children <laughs> in America. Apparently no. This is why I can't drive. There's too many rules. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. Okay. Question eight. Typhoon Blizzard or Volcano Bay? Oh no. No. <laughs> I've talked about this a lot. I can't do water parks. Every time I go near a water park I end up like properly needing medical attention. <laughs> And is it the wave pool? I've hurt myself in the wave pool. I've hurt myself in the lazy river. I've hurt myself. I came I came off a ring coming down a slide once and came out the other end bleeding. Oh, uh, I did uh, that. And the cast member was just like, are you okay? And I just had to like lie on the ground and be like, I'm fine. I'm just going to go home now, okay? Uh, yeah, so no, no water parks ever again because I'll, I'll die one day. You don't want to be in a water park. No, I, I want to go cooler than that. Yeah, that's true. Like Big Thunder Mountain. <laughs> that's always it's like you always hear people like spreading their ashes on Disney rides. No, if I if I'm gonna die in the water, it has to be like, ah, oh, hear about Dougie? He was fighting a shark. And he got, <laughs> yeah. Like it's not 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 he died on a water slide. No, it would be a bit of a lame way to go. Right, question nine: Galaxy's Edge or Diagon Alley? Oh, Diagon Alley. 
Like it, it feels like Harry Potter. I mean, I don't like either because they're just big shopping centers with very little to do. But I enjoy being in Diagon Alley, whereas Galaxy's Edge, I'm just like, this is rubbish. Get me out of here. Got you no can, interest in anything that's happening. You, you can sort of see that all, all of it is focused on money making, especially with like the Star Wars, build your own lightsaber, and the ones at Diagon yeah. Alley, Harry Potter. But at least, at least the like the the one thing at Diagon Alley, yeah, they're trying to sell you something, but you at least get a bit of a show. Whereas you're only getting into that lightsaber room if you're buying a lightsaber. Or you get a pal, right? But you can't just go in and watch it and then be like, I'm buying nothing. Yeah. You can use the wands around the park as well. Oh, yeah, they're interactive, aren't they? They're interactive, some of them. If you play a bit more. What is it? At at Galaxy's Edge, you're only allowed to use your lightsabers if you're taking photos. You have to wait till you get home to use your lightsaber. And you're not allowed to dress up and don't have any fun, please, while you're in our theme park. (laughs) It's like a disclaimer as you walk in. You enter the park, you're not allowed to do this, not allowed to do that. And just smile for every photo so it looks like you're having fun. Stop enjoying yourself at Disney World. What are you doing? <laughs> okay, question 10. Early morning or late night park visit? Uh, late night. Late night's prettier. And I'm not a morning person. So, uh, but I don't, I don't particularly love sticking around for fireworks and stuff. I'll go and ride Big Thunder. Then you get to ride Big Thunder when fireworks are happening, and it's awesome. Keep me there at night. It's so good. We've done that a few times, actually. Yeah, it's always good today. It's By the time you sort of look, oh, if I go and get a spot for the fireworks, or there's only a 10-minute queue for Big Thunder, I know where I'm going to go. Yeah, 100%, every time. Especially when the crowds are in the hub as well at the fireworks. Uh, just coming down the final drop at Splash Mountain when fireworks are happening as well is awesome. Like, it's just... Yeah, night, always night. Have to try that We've one done time. it once at night, but it wasn't on the fireworks. It was no. at a we'll Christmas it party next time. or one of the parties. Christmas yeah. Question 11. Keep the magic or backstage detail? Oh, backstage detail. Uh, I've only done the two tours. I've done Marceline to Magic Kingdom and Keys to the Kingdom. But they were awesome. Like, you were behind the scenes at Haunted Mansion and... Uh, behind Splash Mountain and stuff and ah, I was just so so happy. I'm very rarely happy and that was one of the one of the times. It's so good. You go into the have you done Marshall into Magic Kingdom? No, we've not done any tours yet. You go you you go into the I've forgotten the name of it. The 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 ballroom scene the Haunted Mansion. Oh okay. And it's so cool. (laughs) Question twelve and favourite other podcast or vlogger about Disney? I'm going to stay away from uh, vloggers because I know too many and I don't want to cause any offence. Um, uh, and I'm going to stay away from theme park podcasts because I know too many people and I don't want to cause any offence. Um, but there's a fantastic Disney movie podcast and it's very popular called uh, Disorder um, where they're going through every Disney animated classic in, in order. I think they've just done Frozen. And it's fantastic. Um, and I think they've all worked for Disney in some way or another. Um, and it's, it's, it's a great, great podcast. And if people aren't listening to it, they should, they should listen to that. Okay, I've had to our list. Check, we'll pop it on the list. It's, it's so, so good. Um, and they go on for hours and hours and hours, like four or five hours long of just 
Um, so that one, that's what I'm going to say, yeah. so as to cause nobody any offence. I think that's the thing. It's so easy to like, oh, there's one, but you always miss everyone else out, and it's yeah. You know, especially when you start knowing people. So, question thirteen: on site or off site? I've never stayed off site. I don't think I would consider it. Um, largely because I'm lazy and I don't want the extra effort of having to get to theme parks. I just want them to take me there. That's why I want. That's why I want skyliners everywhere as well. Just then you don't have to deal with people on the bus or the wait for the queue. You just get on yeah. and. Um. Yeah, I'm on board with anything where I don't have to deal with people or, uh, or or wait a long time for anything. But no, I've never done. I've never done offsite. I've done the three tiers on site, and I'd rather do any of them than, than I'd rather stay in a value than stay at a fancy offsite hotel yeah we, because... we've stayed at um, a few values and we've done a few a couple two off sites and it just makes so much difference when you're back on site it's time right my mate always stays i'm just rambling now my mate always stays off site and they're like oh we had to leave it this time and we couldn't stay for this thing and stuff like, what are you doing well waste of time stop it you're upsetting me and you've made me angry yeah our, our yeah. first time we went was off site and we had like um shuttle times to get back to the hotel and it's like, we never saw the fireworks. We never, there was just no time. We're for, never there for opening. Yeah, we was like two hours after opening and like two hours before closing. Yeah, I mean, so you're, you're, you mean, you're probably saving a substantial bit of money, but you're missing out on, on a lot of potential time. So I'd, I, I mean, I, I don't have any money and I waste all the money that I get and I'd rather waste it doing that. That's. that's... Okay, we've got a bonus question and, um, You've got a choice of two. So, the Festival of the Lion King or Finding Nemo the Musical? Oh, why? I mean. You're a nice neutral party. Yeah. My, my, my pure hatred for Animal Kingdom. Yes. <laughs> this has been a long it's running, a long running discussion. Yeah. There's eight, eight of us on the podcast, and four of us went for Finding Nemo, and four of, four of us go for Lion King. Right. I mean, okay, I'm going to say. Finding Nemo, because I also really don't like the Lion King. <laughs> I have a I have a strong hatred of the Lion King for uh, reasons that are all over the internet about just being stolen from Japan, and uh, yeah. So it's probably Lion King's probably a better show, but I just have I have to see Nemo. I wonder if the carousel of questions could be perceived as scary. It certainly was when I did it. One of my favourite rides is the Haunted Mansion, but not all versions are the same. In fact, some are very different. And here's John to tell us more. Thanks, Peter. Very few Disney attractions can claim to have taken so long to come to fruition and actually transcended the whole of each of the Disney parks throughout the world quite like Haunted Mansion. Who would have thought that a ride many of us love became such an unexpected challenge to the very first Imagineers, working with Walt Disney himself? It becomes a who's who of legendary Disney Imagineers, from the very first drawings by Harper Goff 
before Disneyland opened, to Ken Anderson, who was then asked to create a story for the ride in Disneyland, just two years after it opened in 1957. Walt rejected the original plans outright, complaining that a dilapidated building in his brand new theme park would be unsightly. And indeed, the whole storyline caused debate about how it would be interpreted by guests. And the conversation probably became quite heated as they tried to choose between imagineering a scary or a funny experience for guests. There appeared to be a stalemate and a turmoil as to what could be created. Initial plans show a walkthrough haunted house together with a wax museum, hardly what we've grown to love. The whole project didn't come to fruition until after Walt's passing. The New York World's Fair of 1964-65 saw the Imagineering team focus its attention and indeed budgets on technologies and designs that would take center stage in the future of Disney parks. The challenges and indeed the successes of the World's Fair reinvigorated the Imagineers Mark Davis and Claude Coates now drawn into the argument of frightening guests or providing an enjoyable adventure. Rolly Crump and Yale Gracie were put in charge of visual illusions to be seen in the attraction, which even at the date of Walt's death in 1966 was still going to be a walkthrough. Xavier Atencio is widely credited with bringing the project together and rather than ditch the scary adventure of Claude Coates or adopting the funny and gag-filled ideas of Mark Davis, Xavier, or X to his friends, ensured that both got their way and ensured that by combining their ideas and ingenious imagineering skills, the project was finally moving forward. One final piece of the design jigsaw saw the Omnimover system become a reality. From the people mover seen at the World's Fair and put into the adventure through inner space in 1967. This is exactly what the design team were needing, a continuous chain of semi-enclosed ride vehicles that could rotate and point those in the ride at a set point of reference within a moving ride. The Doom Buggy was alive. Haunted Mansion was opened in Disneyland on August the 9th, 1969, which in Disney terms is just in time for Halloween. Its success led to the decision to quickly include it within Walt Disney World, where it became an opening day attraction. Yet, yeah, was a different experience from the one seen in California. The narration by Paul Fries as your ghost host and the music of the grim grinning ghosts became synonymous with the ride. The mix of devilish humor mixed with the haunting of 999 ghouls ensured that the ride was the perfect mix for the theme park visitor. With many stories evolving about the elements of both rides that remain part of the folklore of the ride. As Disney expanded, so Haunted Mansion evolved and took on a determination for Imagineers to put their own stamp on the ride. In Disneyland Paris, Phantom Manor appeared with a darker and more scary storyline, which saw for a unique soundtrack too. I look forward to hearing the views of my fellow wafflers about this one, as it really does add to the list of rides that D Disneyland Paris has that surpasses the experiences seen in the USA. Elsewhere, Tokyo Disney has a ride that closely resembles that seen in Magic Kingdom. Mystic Manor in Hong Kong lacks the ghost seen in other parks, 
due to Chinese cultural beliefs, but it does offer a trackless ride system and a musical score by Danny Elfman. The newest Disney park in Shanghai has avoided that difficult cultural clash and omitted including their own mystic manor. Haunted Mansion continues to reinvent itself, be it with fan stories and tales that ensure a legendary status. To Christmas overlays, new scenes, hidden Mickeys, hidden Donalds, interactive queues, to fast pass photos with hitchhiking ghosts, with characters and a storyline that transcend the test of time. In all of its forms, Haunted Mansion retains the mystique, the intrigue, and the happy haunting fun that it was intended to all those years ago. And long may those happy haunts continue for many more years. And with your doom buggy bar raised, that brings us to an end of this short history of Haunted Mansion. May your hitchhiking ghost always follow you home. <laughs> Yay, we love Haunted Mansion. I don't, I don't know anyone who doesn't. I know. It's always like on everyone's list of like favourite rides or like the best themed rides at mm. Disney. I really want to do the um, Mystic Manor one in Hong yeah. Kong. It's just the score from Danny Elfman. Yeah, that sounds like it'd be like super fun. And I want to do the Nightmare Before Christmas overlay at the California one. Yes. Over Christ- Is it over Christmas they do it? It's from Halloween. From Halloween, Halloween to Christmas. Um, yeah. They also do it at Tokyo. Yeah. Which is slightly different to the California one. Yeah. I love the Phantom Manor version at DLP, which has a totally different backstory. So it is well worth looking up online and, and having a look at the backstory. They also changed the backstory slightly when they uh, tweaked it earlier this year, or last year, rather. Um, so it's definitely worth looking it up because it is a different backstory. It's actually linked to the whole town of Thunder Mesa, which is where Frontierland is basically set. So it's there is so much to see. Also, I think people miss out Boot Hill in DLP because it's it's perhaps less obvious where it is. People walk past it, but it's definitely there and definitely worth a look. And of course, there's the Vincent Price narration. Yeah. Which is very unique. Mm. Yeah. The creepiest thing about Phantom Manor is the ravens outside the ride. Yeah, yeah that's true. We got a good picture. We got a good picture of one last time we were Just there. On the gate outside. I think in all of the parks, though, I think the actual theming has become quite, quite a thing. I think with a lot of the Imagineers, and it becomes more interesting to see. You know, I think I don't think there's even a year that goes by where you go even to Magic Kingdom at Walt Disney World, where somebody's either moved some part of the ride and put a different hidden mickey in a different place and it retains that sort of real joy because you're still going you're still trying to look at how the ride has changed and it took i've got to admit even even last year i think it took us a good four or five rides on it to actually find out where it takes the photograph that appears (laughs) that appears on your your photo pass because yeah. it, it it seems really obvious. It should be right at the end, and it isn't. It's right near the beginning. <laughs> just, just a little, little bit of a heads up for some of our uh, our listeners. Still, quite can't work. Can't quite work out which direction they take it from either. No, we've got sort Whether of both of us looking in right. different directions. Yeah. It's, it's weird. Isn't it? Photo. It really is. Yeah. 
you get some you do get some rather funny photographs to begin with what i love as well is that the different versions have got such different buildings yeah most rides that you get across the different parks they don't look that different things like it's a small world roughly the same wherever you go and things like the carousel teacups or whatever you can kind of tell what they are whereas Haunted Mansion, Phantom Manor, Mystic Manor, they've all got such different buildings. And um, I, I wonder why that, I, does that actually, think, I think that adds to any Disney mm-hmm. fans' enjoyment of it as well, though, doesn't it? Because it's not just a, a dropped-in ride that's yeah. sort of straight out the box. Yeah. Or it worked there, so we'll just do it exactly mm-hmm. the same. It's been shown so much love in every single park that it appears in. The Disneyland one is is a like a New Orleans yeah. Ride. Yeah. Um, and are they the only one? Is that the only one with the hatbox ghost? Yes, I think yeah. so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I know that part of the reasoning for DLP's Phantom Manor looking like it is is because they changed the idea of of it wanting to look like a normal house from the outside. They decided no, let's go for the full on Scooby Doo spooky. Thing. <laughs> and it is. I mean, you look at that house on the hill and you think, yep, Scooby Doo. <laughs> There's actually there's actually a book that and 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 obviously trying to research some of the the information for this Pete. There's actually a book and I still would love somebody to actually come and say, well, that definitely was the case. But they were saying that some of the initial plans was for Walt to actually have the voice over as you went through the haunted haunted house itself, and that came on uh, a, a vlog that I was watching last weekend, and I still have I still have doubts as to whether. That could actually have happened, you know. It's just one of them. One of them pieces is that does that add to just the folklore mm-hmm. of of the actual ride? And I, I, again, there's so many different stories. There's stories of cleaners in the in the actual when it was being built. The cleaners refused to actually enter into <laughs> the original building because they they were so spooked by it. And yeah. I think I think it's it's lovely because I think that was the way that the whole place was intended as. It, yeah, it's got. It's not your your average sort of ghost ride. It is something that's got a bit of fun to it, and it's got an underlying element to it, which, if you let yourself do, do it could actually spook the life out of you in some ways as well. So, which, which is your, which is everyone's favourite um, scene in the haunted mansion or Phantom Manor? Because I think the the ballroom scene is quite a great, it's well known. Um, but I actually quite like the uh, like the saloon scene in the in Phantom Manor. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Does anyone like Madame Leota best? As as long as someone's not taking a photo with a flash, yeah. it's all yeah. fine. Or saying it loudly over the top of the voice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and getting, I don't like getting stuck there. I have to say, I'll be honest. I don't. I don't enjoy if if uh, if it comes to a. A momentary stop at that point. That's not my favourite bit. Why? I don't know. <laughs> I think my favourite bit is um, wearing the projected faces on the statues and they're all singing. Yeah. I love that bit. That's yeah, it's good. Good. Yeah. See, Madame Leota was my favourite character in the film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. But I think my favourite scene is probably the graveyard. I think it's uh, only in. DLP that they do it properly, but I might be wrong. But the Phantom playing the piano. Mm. In Phantom Manor, yeah, yeah. you have a shadow that is playing the correct 
It's an organ, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Do they not have that in Walt Disney World? I'm sure I've seen it like there. So there's a, a harpsichord that plays itself in that's it. the world. Yeah, yeah but now there's a shadow oh. over it and the hands, the shadow's hands oh. follow. Oh, sorry, I thought you meant in the ballroom scene. No, no, no. no. Yeah. Earlier on. Earlier on. But then also, I'm just going to throw a, a honourable mention in for the uh, stretching oh. room. Mm. Yeah. 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 Which might just steal the show every time. Especially yeah. the new pictures at DLP. Yeah. Mm. yeah. It depends. It really depends whether you've got someone next to you saying the whole spill. Mm. And I'm looking Why at you. Why are you looking at me? Yeah. <laughs> Don't say it out loud. <laughs> no, you just like you were singing. the stretching room stretching at the moment. Yeah. Well, the first time we went after it had reopened, we had a bunch of very annoying kind of teens and 20s who were basically talking really loudly and shouting at each other and so on all the way through the spiel and we were trying to shh and they were just going shh you know and just making a big deal of it so yeah. we couldn't hear poor old vincent price at all it was really I'd annoying just, i'd have kept them just like <laughs> in the dark it's dark no, it's dark nose in the night yeah couple of sharp elbows yeah. talking of the stretching room they've got it is operational in mdlp where it isn't in walt disney world yeah. In Walt Disney yes. World, you can it, it's just open, you walk straight through, so you don't have it. That's because it's on the same level, so you can just walk through. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, yeah. oh, oh. Spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas at DLP, you can't. Yeah. But you are socially distanced. There are marks <laughs> on the carpet. Yeah. There are little numbered boxes. I think there's <gasps> six or eight. <laughs> Can you imagine if it was dark and then when the lights came back on, there was a couple of people missing? <laughs> <laughs> well, someone's got to do that as a prank one day. Oh, that'd be brilliant. Right. Do you think the CMs the would CMs. do that one day? Just like, yeah, they should, plant, they should plant someone. And does everyone know the, um, the sneaky trick in the stretching room? Oh. Yeah. Yeah, like where the door is. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. The, the door is always underneath the girl with a parasol. So yeah, if you if you if there's a bit of a queue, make sure you station yourself near there before as you go into the stretching room, and then when the doors open, you'll be first in the queue. Yep. There's, a, there's a little there's a little red a little box on the wall at Walt there Disney, is. and it's got a tiny little red light on it. If you're right next to there, you're right next to the light. Um, and it's also I know we've we've asked quite a few of our guests recently about I think we we've mentioned about sort of tours and who's been on different tours and mm. so on. The Keys to the Kingdom tour I did a few years ago took me on. Haunted Mansion, and I'm, I'm not going to give away any of the, the secrets at all. So if you are listening, I'm not going to spoil it. But actually, it was fascinating. And actually, to to go into the, the degree mm. of the degree of detail that's within there is, is well worth doing Keys to the Kingdom in itself, just yeah. to get on the ride and actually have it, you know, that detail explained to you, even from, even from the graveyard outside with the, the little nod to Mr. Toad's wild ride as well. Yeah, I'm, I've got such a bad memory, so I don't remember half of the stuff I was told on that trip. <laughs> yeah. It makes me so sad because, like, sorry, well, I'll just need to do it again, I guess. Yeah. 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 That's made me want to ride them all over and over and over again. I'm sure everybody else is the same. Anyway, over at Universal, the usual Halloween Horror Nights event has been cancelled. Well, here at the Waffle, we thought it might be nice to console fans with a look at Horror Nights past. Lloyd is here to guide us down memory lane. 
So myself and Sammy had the chance to experience Halloween Horror Nights 2019 together one evening last September, and we featured our waffle recorded at Universal on the podcast last year. And you can also see the video on Sammy's YouTube channel, which is Smiling Sammy on YouTube. And the video was Orlando 2019, The Road to Halloween Horror Nights 2019, Day 3. But what we didn't share last year was the night when I went on my own and what I chose to do. So the Halloween Horror Night ticket cost me £70. I bought it in advance of the holiday and I collected it from the Universal booth in Cabana Bay. The offer when I bought it featured a free evening, so I really got two nights at Halloween Horror Nights for £35 each. Now, one of those nights I had the Halloween Horror Nights experience and I visited all the houses and scare zones with Sammy, but I went on my own another evening to see what I could experience of standard Universal Studios attractions for basically 35 quid, as if I paid for a standard day ticket, it would cost me significantly more. Here's what I managed to do after gaining entry at about six o'clock in the evening, and I didn't even stay all night. A disclaimer for when you're listening to this though, I did eventually grab a beer, and that distracted me from recording anything between Gringotts and the end of the evening. Dope! So Ghostbusters way, uh, 35 minutes, walk around the uh, house in about five minutes. Now I'm away to Transformers, which is a five minute wait. And after that, I'm gonna have a well-deserved beer. So now I'm on Transformers, uh, it says five minute wait time. I'm walking right to the cars, I think. So this would be on and off. Right, so time is 10 to seven. On and straight off Transformers. I think I'm gonna ride the mummy. It's a five minute wait and then get a beer. So it's now three minutes past seven, off the mummy, heading over to Fast and Furious for a five minute wait. Well, let's do that. I've got to head through Zombieland Double Tap. So you may hear me scream. Let's go with the chainsaw, let's go with the severed leg. Oh, Jesus. Uh, someone was walking alongside me then, and it was only when I finally looked at them, I realised they were a zombie. So, Fast and Furious down. It's 20 past seven. That was a straight walk on as well. Heading to Gringotts, and they've just opened um, Rip Ride Rocket. So, I'll have to head back there after here, and then end with Men in Black. So, it's 8.17. I've done Men in Black, and just done Single Rider, Rip Ride Rocket. And that's it, done. Two hours, 15. We did Ghostbusters House, Transformers, The Mummy, Fast and Furious, Green Gods, Men in Black, and Rip Ride Rocket. Jobs are good. As I said in the intro, 2020 has been a nightmare of a year. In fact, it might one day make a good horror film in itself. Due to COVID, the Halloween celebrations in the parks have been curtailed. Let's take a look at how things are this year. Over to you guys. Well, I've seen some of the stuff that's happening in Tokyo. Um, Obviously, they have had to cancel most of their seasonal 
events and shows and things. But with Tokyo, you always get really good merch and they do have some interesting Halloween merch to look at. Um, they have what they're calling shoulder pals. I don't know if you've seen these. They're basically little plushies and they sit on your shoulder. And they've had them the last few years. Um, they have a little shoulder ghost. He's a cute little plushie who sits on your shoulder. And they come in different varieties. This year they have a, a purple vampire one and a ghost one and so on. Um, they also have some interesting ears. They have some Sally ears from Nightmare Before Christmas that look really cool. Mm -hmm. And I haven't yet seen it, but I am sure they are going to have Halloween-themed food and snacks, because if there's one thing that Tokyo does really well, it is themed snacks and themed food. Well, going over to Universal uh, and Islands of Adventure, obviously Halloween Horror Nights has officially been cancelled, but they are opening to haunted houses that they were going to have at the original event. So they're going to be open Saturdays and Sundays for no additional charge. And the houses are Revenge of the Tooth Fairy and Universal Monsters, The Bride of Frankenstein. So I'm kind of gutted that I won't be able to, <laughs> to experience those. It's not the Tooth Fairy that um, The Rock was in, was it? <laughs> I mean, yeah. that that is quite horrific and it's... And it's <laughs> um, <laughs> no, it's not that Tooth Fairy. But I hope they're going to they're gonna release some footage of Inside the Maze. That would be yeah, really that'd be nice. fun. Um, and they're also, for like the first time ever, doing like a daytime family event. So yeah, they're doing like a trick-or-treating event over at Islands of Adventure. And apparently it's for ages 12 and younger. They're allowing Halloween costumes. Um, so I'm imagining they'll have like little trick-or-treat stations, I'm guessing. I mean, I don't have a lot of information about it. It's still quite, quite quiet, but... Um, it's a shame it's just for 12 and under because I'd be up for that more than the scariness. It's like, I'd, I'd like, talk, talking of like dressing up, um, you can in Magic Kingdom because yeah. they've taken away, um, for, I think from the 15th of September, um, sort of their Halloween, that you can dress up like you normally would if you're going to Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween party. Right, okay. Oh, really? That's yeah. Cool. yeah, first time ever outside of a Halloween party that Disney are allowed, allowing adults to wear costumes. Wow. Is it only, did you say it was only select days or is it no, every, it's every, every day? day? Every day. Every day through the Halloween period. It seems Jeez. like quite a lot of what Disney have done has kind of picked up some of the stuff they would have exclusively for the Halloween party and yeah. is allowing everyone to see it. So the dressing up during the day for the adults, the cavalcades. They've got yep. special Halloween-themed ones that look like they're the same parade floats that you would get in the Bootyu Parade. Yeah. A lot of the food options, um, limited edition food options are ones that would normally only be found at the Halloween party as well, like the um, bride's cake and... Yeah, the... Um... So the donut the, holes. The donut holes with the... Grim Grinning tombs, Ghosts. Grim Grinning Ghosts. Tomb, novelty tombstone holder thing which is $17 <laughs> wow. I think I might skip that one yeah yeah. I yeah but if you go I have to say some of the other food in Peco's Bills I, I mean I've been looking at the food options because they keep pinging up on social media and they there's um, Peco's Bills are doing a Hades nachos 
which look amazing, yeah. which they look fantastic. And I expect they probably taste pretty good, which are uh, black bean um, tortilla chips. And it has buffalo, hot, spicy buffalo chicken with uh, sort of t- normal nacho toppings, so sour cream, salsa, um, guacamole, cheese. Uh, they they look fantastic and they look so great with the, the real black uh, chips yeah. and bright bright yellow and orange all over them. Yeah. I love Brilliant. the look of the Haunted Mansion cake with the axe sticking in it. Which is <laughs> <laughs> a really cool little yeah. detail. There's a couple of specialty beverages that look good as well. So over, I was just having a look, over at um, Flame Tree Barbecue, which is not somewhere that I've been. Um, it's not somewhere that would really appeal to me. They are doing a, a rotten apple punch. Now, there's not a lot of punch about it because all that it seems to contain is Angry Orchard uh, whiskey and Fireball Cinnamon whiskey, and that's over ice. Oh, that's it. That's, that's, it. Hem- that's okay. heavy duty, isn't it? <laughs> with, a, with a glow cube and some gummy worms. Oh. You know, that's like sold. That has got to make Navi River Journey go better, surely. <laughs> I think you'd only need one drink. For a free taxi home after that. Yeah, I do. <laughs> Looks great. I've got to. I've got to say they've actually. They've, Disney have actually surpassed themselves. Even even in all the resort hotels, there's some of, some of the photos that I've, I've seen on socials have has been absolutely incredible. You know, it's even in uh, Caribbean Beach. Was it a spooky rum punch? Mm. You know, and you're just thinking, yeah, it's just like they're just having a bit of fun, aren't they? Yeah, it seems to be. And some of the cakes, and there is a lot of cupcakes. I hasten to add, you know, as always. But there's some of the other cakes. There's a I think was it was um, I think a Polynesian were doing a Mike Wachowski dome cake, oh. which is just like a dome with a one eye. On it. <laughs> it's just really clever, and I I think you know I think particularly in these times where you know I know we're we're all desperate to get across there, and I, I love the Halloween horror night and that's even the, the Halloween party is just it's such, such great fun. And I think that that fun element really shines through in an awful lot of what we're seeing, you know, just being yeah. being fed across the you know across the Atlantic to us, just as a, a little taster and a, just a little reminder that they they still are trying to share that fun and that enjoyment as well. I think it's really great time for Disney and Universal to use this time that they have lower crowds, they can test lots of different mm, things because yeah. I didn't yeah. think yeah. Halloween Horror Nights could do something during the day, something more family friendly. They, on a normal year, they wouldn't be able to do this. So exactly. at least now, it gives them the chance for something to be even bigger and better next year. That's a good call, Ben. I like that. I like because I, I, I could imagine that there'll be more Halloween parties next year. Yeah. I could imagine, but or if they, they might even do less, but they, but cost more. <laughs> April through to October. No, it'll be all year round. Christmas. I don't know. Christmas. It'll be Monday. It'll be, July, it'll be all, <laughs> Halloween in. Mark. Monday, Wednesday, Friday will be like Halloween. <laughs> Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, and I'll have Sunday off. Yeah. That'll work. I got, I got, I'm going to type up, type up a quick letter to Bob. Which, which one? Yeah. Dear Mr. J- JPEG, I think I've got a good idea to maximise your income. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he's got lots. I think there's lots. I think there's lots of merch as well that is is out and about, yeah. and people are. Are buying up in droves. There's um, I've seen some people the Hocus Pocus spirit jerseys are back out this year, which look amazing, and I wish I could get one, but I can't. Some of them are also on Shop Disney UK. Really? 
Yeah, I saw some post on Facebook clear the other day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My hands are already tapping away. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that's another thing that Disney will... Oh, I'd love Disney to change how they do their merch for Shop Disney UK, but that's another story for another day. That's a whole other, like, fiddlestick discussion. That's a whole... Yeah. There's also autumn-themed stuff to look out for as well, or fall-themed if you're in the US. Pumpkin uh, spice is taking over. Everything. Yeah. Um, what was that pumpkin spice drink that I saw? Yes. Oh, pumpkin spice. Um, hang on. Is that one in Epcot? Yeah. I'm just finding it. Um, Mactini. Yeah. And I know pumpkin spice divides everybody. Yeah. It's, um, some love it, some hate it. So, uh, yeah, it's a pumpkin spice ice cream Mactini. Um, my mom's, I can only assume it's got alcohol in it because it's in one of those special glasses that I like. So and I think Mac means macaron rather than mac and cheese. Hopefully, yeah, I hope so. <laughs> it's in McDonald's? France. No? Okay. <laughs> uh, McNuggets? Did someone say McNuggets? <laughs> I'm guessing you could grab one of those and go and sit somewhere and uh, sing along with Belle or something, maybe. <laughs> what does everyone think of pumpkin spice? I say, I think it's a bit like Marmite, isn't it? You either love it or yeah. hate it. I actually, I love it. I've only tried it once, and that was when we went to Ghirardelli, and they gave us the chocolate. Oh, no, I wouldn't do pumpkin spice. And it was horrible, and that's put me off it. There's, there's no actual pumpkin in it. It's just like mulling spices, isn't it? It's just what you use to make mulled wine. I'm not like a fan of like the spicy stuff. Like I don't like cinnamon or anything like that. So I don't really think I would like pumpkin spice. I've had pumpkin and butternut squash soup, and that was quite mm. nice. Yeah, it's really good. Mm. I think it's it offers a, a quite a sweet flavour. Um, pumpkin spice lattes and you know coffees are, are great. I like them hot, not cold. Though I couldn't have a cold. No. Yeah. Oh, I hate cold coffees. Yes. Oh, I like cold coffee, cold just coffee. not pumpkin spice cold coffee. Mm. And I think it is a bit like Marmite. People love it or hate it. I know uh, I've got a friend who absolutely loathes it. And uh, when we've been anywhere near pumpkin spice, she, she sort of coughs and moans. I'm not naming any names. I prefer the uh, Costa, Hallo- uh, Costa Bonfire Spice one. Other coffees are available from other areas. Saying that we'll be going to Starbucks at some point when the pumpkin spice is available. We will? Yeah. I just want to try it. That's your tail yeah. back, Ari. Get down the road. Go in and that's it. It's not in Ashford. We were in the yesterday. Yeah. That's Ashford. We've now got mobile order. Okay. Yeah. So it's I can like, order it from the app. and. It's walk in and collect. Yeah. Yeah. It's not quite the same as mobile order in Disney, but it, it, it feels a bit like it. it. It feels nice. Yeah, just a well, little bit closer to home. It would be fine if the woman in there had actually checked her orders and exactly. started making it no 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 it felt like being in disney hollywood studios trolley car cafe yeah. the only starbucks we've ever been in and we never get what we've ordered so order it and then wait for 45 minutes and yep. collect somebody else's drinks that's yeah it's an authentic experience yeah yeah i'm still so, thinking can we not can we not do a mobile order for that spooky apple punch from uh, the flame tree barbecue oh. that claire mentioned Probably. No Flame Tree Barbecue is on mobile yeah, order. Let's get it, let's get it I know this isn't on mobile, mobile order. order drinking that. <laughs> but there, there is something I have seen. Has anyone been to Amaret's Patisserie? Yes. Yeah, no. Um, they've got a pumpkin mousse, yeah. which looks amazing. Amaret's yeah. everything looks amazing. It's so beautiful. The food is just incredible. 
and you know you sort of stand there looking in the patisserie case going wow yeah. and they just they're, they're there making them behind the you know and um yeah they're beautiful they look, some of, they look stunning some of them don't taste as good as they look unfortunately yeah. like I'm the sure it would be hard for them to live up to that though <laughs> yeah so like the 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 red glazed mickey cake like the dome the mickey dome mm. um it looks beautiful it's, it just tastes sweet. There's not really any strong okay. flavour. But some of the other ones, the blueberry and the lemon things, are great. And they do make fresh crepes as well. So, well... I'm not going to be Every time anybody mentions crepes on this show, doesn't it? I was saying nothing and then Sammy just suddenly started... Yeah, I know. I didn't even think it. It took me back. It took so me Millie back. would always... Better days <laughs> <laughs> Mills would always a fresh Nutella yeah. crepe. Right. Yeah. Nutella crepe. Big it. chocolatey crepe. Mm. Big. <laughs> <laughs> Peter's lost control. So now everything from that episode about <laughs> crepes was. Well, the thing is, none of it's open in France. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah, they still have open. Because any crepe had No. <laughs> There's a crepe reopened at Universal, of course. So that looks really nice. It yeah. does, yeah. My absolute one hundred percent weirdest theme park Halloween thing this year comes from Universal. It is a a plushie of Chucky. Yeah. Not the good guy, Chucky, with all his scars it is universal like halloween you know halloween hornets it, it sort of suits it i'm just glad it wasn't disney selling yeah, yeah. oh well yeah it's never gonna be disney <laughs> disney's never gonna sell something like that they get sued from like a offended family or something the thing is it looks really cute oh it's chucky and it looks really cute so what can i say <laughs> they need to like halloween version of duffy just like scars down the face. Oh, Frankenstein Duffy. Frank and Duff. Frank and Duff. Love it. Frank and Duff. John, have you sent that letter to Bob yet? We've got some bits of Don't steal Frank and Duff. That was all me. You just had it as a little PS. Duffstein. Oh, no. We can't have. PS, Sammy says. I'm not having Duffy back at Epcot ever. No, but Frank and Duffy would sell really well in Japan. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. They buy it. They they just buy it in the droves. Yeah. Oh, uh. So just anything with Duffy is. Duffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. I w- I would literally buy that because I'm a big Buffy fan. <laughs> I would I would have to buy it. Got Duffy with long blonde hair. <laughs> <laughs> Write it down. Write it down, someone. <laughs> We did meet Duffy in his Halloween outfit, and it's a pumpkin. Yeah. Mm. It looks cute, but it's a pumpkin. Have you seen Winnie the Pooh's Halloween outfit at Magic Kingdom? Is that a bumblebee? I'm guessing. No. Oh, he's dressed as Tigger. Yeah. Oh. orange and black stripes. Striped top, it's so cute. Fantastic. And Eeyore's in a birthday party outfit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's cute. Cute. Yeah. Yes. Cool. And then he said he's in his birthday suit. <laughs> <laughs> he's normally in his birthday suit. He was always in his birthday suit. <laughs> this is a family show. 
Right, well, thanks, guys. That was uh, actually more interesting than I anticipated it being. There was some really good stuff there. Let's face it, we all love a villain. There's some of the best characters in the whole of Disney. Ben has a contest which features some of these scary people. And it will be knockout. Over to you, Ben. So our knockout round returns for Halloween edition. Let's do this quick fire like we're supposed to, if we can. <laughs> uh, Disney villains. So round one, the evil queen from Snow White, Stromboli from Pinocchio, Chernobog Fantasia, or Lady Tremaine from Cinderella. Well, Stromboli's a pizza oven. <laughs> <laughs> and a pizza. <laughs> mm. So... Yeah, I'm not sure that he's particularly villainous. Are I you joking? Like... He, like, kidnaps people and... I don't... Clay, you've been on the ride in Paris, right? I hate the ride in Paris. That's not why I hate the ride in Paris, but I don't particularly like him. But he's villainous. He's a bit like the child catcher in Chitty Titty Bang Bang, isn't he? <laughs> I'm going to go Lady Tremaine. I think she's vile. She's not a good mum. She's not a good wife. She's she taunts, she teases, she's just out for it. She's a money grabbing gold digger, and I don't like her. She she's also a great character in the park, but other than that, I, yeah, no, I'm going Lady Tremaine. Okay, Jill. Hmm. Well, when I saw Fantasia, I was four years old, and I wasn't scared of Chernobog then, so I don't think I can put him as my scariest now. Stromboli, yeah, he's a bad guy, but I don't think he's the worst. Evil Queen is tempting, uh, but am I being swayed by her Once Upon a Time version too much? I think I will also go for Lady Tremaine. Okay, uh, Peter. I'm going to go for the Evil Queen, because she's an evil queen. And she's dramatic, she's got a good dress sense. Peter, but... I just have this view of funny girls in Blackpool, the way you're saying yes. it. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Sorry. That may have been slight. <laughs> but there you go. Um, no, but, but she's everything you want in a villain. She's got class. She knows how to make a drama. She's got some cooking skills. <laughs> Poisonous. <laughs> and she's a, a trier. She won't give up. So I'm okay. going with Evil Queen. Sammy. This is tough, 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 tough. Um, uh, it's between Lady Tremaine and the Evil Queen, obviously. Lady Tremaine basically tortures someone and the Evil Queen tries to kill someone. So, <laughs> yeah, it's it's tough. Oh, And this gonna... is only round one. I know, I'm sorry. I'm going to go with the one that I like the most because they're both pretty ev evenly villainous to me and I'm going to go with the evil queen Ooh. Ooh. so John oh I'm totally stuck and for the sake of just being argumentative I'm going to go with Schoenberg just because there was a floating spectro magic 
and it's just and it's just another reason for me to whinge about the, the removal of spectro magic. So. But that's a brilliant choice. I didn't think we'd get any votes for Chernobog. Yeah, but I just thought, yeah, it has to be has to be said that yeah. Just, and his theme just... tune's pretty good. Yeah, Night on Bear Mountain. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Okay, Becca. Uh, the Evil Queen. Evil Queen. Okay. Partly because I haven't seen Cinderella in a really, really long time. And partly because she tries to kill Snow White twice. She actually, actually succeeds once. But the first time, she instructs someone to cut the poor girl's heart out. And all. And she's supposed to be like a 13-year-old girl as well. <laughs> so yeah. she instructs someone to cut out a 13-year-old girl's heart. Okay, so I think I've got the deciding vote here. Oh, no. So if, Sorry. Well, actually, if, if I vote for who I, I was going to put, Lady Tremaine, that puts it three to Lady Tremaine, three to Evil Queen. So I get the deciding vote, so it's going to be Lady Tremaine. Yay! Oh, you don't... I don't think you should get the deciding vote, but whatever. I have to say that the Evil Queen in Disney is a bit nicer than the Evil Queen in the original. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but not that much. Snow White with a poison comb in her hair. Uh, ties her girdle too tight and then gives her a poison apple. So she's actually nicer in the Disney show. Mm-hmm. Okay, so on to round two. Um, Queen of Hearts, Alice in Wonderland, Captain Hook, Peter Pan, Maleficent, Sleeping Beauty, or Cruella de Vil, 101 Dalmatians. Mm. I'm going to go for. Who's going to go first? Becca. Uh, Maleficent. Maleficent. Okay. That's actually quite a hard choice, but yeah. She's... She isn't that evil. Mm. She. She is in the cartoon, <laughs> in the animation. Uh, I don't know, man. I mean, Maleficent think... trying to kill loads of dogs. I mean, like who who wins? Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I me... get the feeling. I think Maleficent is is just a little bit jealous and misunderstood. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> she was left out. They deliberately left her out. She's just a bit annoyed. Yeah, but she didn't have to try to kill the poor innocent baby who Do had done what? nothing wrong. Huh? I reckon you wouldn't have gone for Maleficent if they hadn't done a live action sort of with a different point of view. There must have been a reason they left her out. Well, yeah, she's not very nice. Fair enough, I'm not trying Absolutely. to say anyone's opinion. So there you go. I was offended by Baker's choice. No, cannot. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I'm okay. going gonna, gonna to go. Who was, the, who was the second one again? Captain Captain Hook. Hook. Yeah, it was between Captain Hook and, and Cruella, but for the animal Cruella one, it's got to be Cruella for me. Purely from going on one of those lovely uh, evening cruises at Walt Disney World, I'm going with Captain Hook, because the, the pirate's cruise that you used to be able to go on was absolutely amazing, but Hook was as scary as you actually got it, and, and Smee as well was just amazing to meet. Um, and one of those, just one of those little moments where you've got two young children with you, and to be honest, yeah, it was rather scary for them. And actually, it was characters at their very best. So I'm going for Captain Hook. Okay. Uh, Jill. Well, most of these characters have got reasons to hate the people that they menace. They might not be very good reasons, but there are reasons. But Cruella de Vil is just greedy and the the puppies haven't done anything to her. Nobody's done anything to her. So she's just greedy and she's just menacing a load of innocent, cute puppies. Nope. 
Got to be Cruella. Plus she's good choice. <laughs> okay, Peter. <laughs> well, for similar reasons, I'm going for the Queen of Hearts because she has no reason to hate anybody other than she just hates anybody. She's she's just a nasty piece of work, just horrible. Likes cutting people's head off. So yeah, I'm going for the Queen of Hearts. Claire. So the person that I think has the least excuse to be evil, uh, just because of the person, just because of what she does, it's got to be Cruella. I mean, we're talking about Dalmatian puppies, Pongo and Purdy, and their their brood. Uh, I, there's just no excuse. Doesn't I, I? I find it hard to fathom how someone would do that. Cartoon or live action. And Glenn Close was amazing in the live action. Yeah, that's true. Glenn Close was brilliant. And I'm going to join you there, Claire. Cruella Deville gets my vote too. So Cruella Deville is the winner of round two. Okay, round three. Prince John Robin Hood. Scar the Lion King. Amos Slade, Fox and the Hound. Or Ursula the Little Mermaid. Ooh. Ursula. Okay, one vote for she, Ursula. I, I, I love her. I'm sorry. I, I love her. She's so sassy, and <laughs> um, and she has one of the best villain songs. And I love her. Okay, Becca. Scar. Any reason why? Or because he's got one of the best villain songs. I love "Be Prepared." And yeah, his only reason for being evil is. Petty jealousy, really. And he manages to ruin the whole Pride Lands in, like, three years. Or however long it takes Simba to grow up. Scar would have definitely been my number two, but Ursula is my girl, man. Ursula is my girl. Okay, John. Uh, Definitely Scar for me. It's just... I think what Becca said as well, and it's just... It's that whole visual part of the film, and it just becomes... it's It's just a... It's a hatred thing, really, isn't it? It's deep down hatred and it's, yeah, very powerful, but Scar for me. Okay, Claire. Uh, yeah, Scar for me as well. I think that it, the characterization of Scar in all its forms, whether that be in live action, live action in inverted commas, uh, Jeremy Irons, um, I think one of the things about Scar is his throwaway lines is under his breath mutterings, which are hysterical um, and his yeah is such a well-rounded villain he's he's brilliant scar definitely i think the best scene of lion king is the end bit where he's zazu's singing it's a small world (laughs) (laughs) and i'm surrounded by idiots moment i love it and and the t-shirt that goes with it obviously oh yeah okay so who've we got left so let's go for peter scar for much the same reason as everybody else he's just a fantastic villain um, it's nice to see a male villain as well. Of the newer Disney films, there are more female villains, I think. But I could be wrong. Don't it... I don't know. You've got Dodger Facilier. Mm. Hades. Um... And <clears throat> the wrong. guy from wrong. Notre Dame. <laughs> Frodo, Frodo, that's yeah. the one. I'm wrong. I am wrong. I have my hand up. I'm wrong. There you go. We've <laughs> got, got this recorded, haven't we, guys? I'm going to yeah. play this back like every day. <laughs> it just does character. Jill, make it as your ringtone on your phone. <laughs> it's just Scar's character, as as Claire said. He's he's just a fantastic character. He's evil and funny, and that's a particularly British way that it's done. And I think that adds to the character very very nicely so yeah i'm going for scar 
and especially how relatable he is when I'm surrounded by idiots. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Absolutely. Yep. Okay, so Jill. Oh, this is so hard, and it's down to two, and they're both they're both camp, and they both have wonderful villain songs. So I guess you can guess which ones I'm going for. I was so tempted to go for Scar because for all the reasons everybody said, he's your classic panto villain. He's so campy. He's so quotable. Got to be the Jeremy Irons version. Sorry, <sighs> because of what they did to be prepared. However, I am going to go for Ursula too. As, uh, as a lady who uh, shops in the more ample-sized boutiques herself, I have to be uh, approving of a villain who is so body positive. Um, <laughs> let's face it, she disguises herself as a skinny little bride later on. She could be skinny if she wanted to be. She obviously has the power to make herself any shape she wants, and she chooses to look like she does. So never underestimate the importance of body language. Body language. I was going to say body language. Yeah. It helps. I am going with Ursula. Okay. So we have a winner. Yeah. My one was Scar, but Ursula was second. I think just yeah. poor unfortunate souls. <laughs> Such a amazing great song. Yeah. Oh, isn't it just? But yeah, so, but Scar wins that round. Okay, round four. It's the final round. Well, not final. It's round four. Final and heat. we got Jafar from Aladdin, Gaston, Beauty and the Beast, Hades from Hercules, and Mother Gothel from Tangled. You're horrible! <laughs> Thank you. Ooh. Can you say them again one more time, please? Yep, so we've got Jafar, Gaston, Hades, or Mother Gothel. And as it's quick fire, I'm going to go for Sammy. Oh, this is hard, this is hard, this is hard. For me, it's between Mother Gothel and... What was the first one? Jafar. Jafar. Jafar completely grosses me out. Like, he gives me the absolute creeps. Like, I think he's just an absolute cretin. Like, like 100%. Like, he's just, like, you don't want to, like, walk by him in the street. Like, he's, like... But also Mother... Uh, Gothel, Gothel, isn't it? It's Gothel. Mm, Gothel. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Gothel. Mother Gothel is, you know, just entirely selfish. But I think the the more evil of the two has to be Jafar. Okay, Peter. Yeah, I I am going for Mother Gothel because I think the way she gaslights Rapunzel is just totally and utterly evil. You can't get any more evil than that. She's really, really nasty. And I'm really glad when she gets tripped up at the end. <laughs> what can I say? Mother Gothel. Okay, Jill. Oh, this one's so hard. Um, I think I too am going to go with Mother Gothel just because of how psychologically complex she is. She's a really, really interesting character. She is manipulative and scheming and just out and out nasty and she is the showbiz mama she is mama rose and yeah draws on all those archetypes and yeah okay and again she has a great song becca oh i don't know i do like mother goffle as a villain but i think i'm gonna go for hades 
there's just some very big anger management issues there. <laughs> <laughs> and quite a bit of sass and sarcasm to go with it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. I do love Hades. Hades is awesome. Okay, so let's go for John. I'm I'm the same as Becca. I'm, I'm, I'm struggling here because actually I've got my youngest son telling me you've got to vote for Jafar. I've got my own view of Mother Gothel, but I'm also going to go with Hades just for just because I'm being awkward tonight, I think. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Claire. So Mother Gothel, I agree, is an amazing villain and she's she's just vile, isn't she? Um, but I'm going to have to go where my heart is with this one. And I like a bad boy. I'm going for Gaston, I'm afraid. I cannot resist those rippling muscles. <laughs> the, the expectoration of, of uh, spittle and the, uh, the million-dollar smile. I would be putty in his hands, I'm afraid. So I'm going Gaston. <laughs> And I love the I love the live Gastons in the park. They're amazing. The the, the friends of are Gaston. Brilliant. Oh, they're so much fun. If you've got five minutes, go to YouTube and watch them. They're hysterical. <laughs> we met a Gaston once, didn't we? Yeah, I was gonna say, well, if you've got five minutes while you're there, just go and say hello. Yeah. I need more than five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna vote for who have we got Jafar. Someone who's busy finding someone else's lamp. Um, Gaston. Hades or Mother Gothel. Um, it's going to be Mother Gothel. Just, I think she's just most out, out of all of them. I think she's the one who's just most villainous and just yeah. Going for, Mother Gothel wins that round. So okay, our first semi-final. We have Lady Tremaine or Cruella Deville. I'm going to go first, and I'm going to go Cruella Deville. Okay, Becca. Um, Corella Deville. Sammy. Corella Deville from you. Claire. Lady Tremaine. John. I'm going with Lady Tremaine as well. Okay, Peter. Lady Tremaine. And Jill. <laughs> Cruella. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Woo, one time that the host picking works in my favour. <laughs> the one time. Second semi-final, we have Scar versus Mother Gothel. Oh. <laughs> now that is a that's a fight you'd like to see, isn't it? <laughs> That'd be amazing. I think Scar might win. Oh. Mm. Those claws and teeth. Against a frail old lady. I suppose as long as she's got a, um, Rapunzel's frying pan. Might come in useful. Okay, well, I, I will vote first, and I'm going to go for Scar. And Becca? Scar. Claire? Scar. John? I'm going with Scar as well. Peter? Mother Gothel. Jill? Scar. Sammy? Scar. Scar wins that round. Okay, so we have the final. So we have <laughs> Corella Deville. Versus Scar. Ooh. And remember, we're voting for evilness, guys. Yep. Just reminding everyone. <laughs> okay. I'll leave my own one till last, but um, Sammy. Uh, Cruella Deville, like, animal cruelty, like, no thank you. Okay, John. 
I'm gonna i I'm gonna be consistent. I'm gonna stick with Scar. Claire. Uh, I agree, Scar. Jill. Ugh, someone who wanted to kill animals versus someone who actually did. I will go with Scar. Okay. Peter. Scar. Becca. Scar. And Mama Scar as well. No. So Scar it is, is our villain. I wonder what like the the viewers think of uh, the segment and if they have any ideas of what kind of knockouts we should do. Yeah. 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 So if, if anyone listening wants to kind of suggest a, a knockout that we can do, let us know. Yeah. Oh, great idea. Cool. I'm sure some will be surprised with that result. You never know who will win this type of competition. So that brings us to the end of our October edition. Remember, you can find us on all your favourite podcast sites, including Amazon Music on iOS and Android. We are also on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram at GBMickeyWaffle. And don't forget to visit our website at themickeywaffle.com. <laughs> so thanks for listening and remember... Waffle, Waffle on! on.